There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So, de facto relationships are becoming more and more common. Let's hitch up, let's live together and see how it goes. It seems to make perfect sense. Sure, why not? And yet that's not God's perfect plan for you, for me, or for anyone else, for that matter. So if it isn't, you have to ask yourself, why not? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Thank you so much for joining me as today we take a look at God's plan for your family from a different perspective. And do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you happen to be dealing with in your life just at the moment. Back when I was young, we're talking the 1960s and 70s here, a man and a woman living together without being married was an absolute scandal. A woman falling pregnant outside marriage, well, that was pretty much unthinkable. Today, both those things in most societies represent a perfectly valid lifestyle choice. The question is, is it progress? Or is it a retrograde step that's decaying the very fabric of our society? Right there you have the divide between liberalism and conservatism, a divide that seems to dominate the politics of many a country. I'm going to tell you right up front what I think and why. I believe that God's plan is for a man and a woman, and only a man and a woman, to be joined together in a lifelong relationship of marriage, a permanent, intimate relationship, emotional, spiritual, physical, financial, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole nine yards, the whole cotton pick and lot, all in, boots and all. At this point... Some people might want to brand me a conservative, a fundamentalist, and anything else they can think of, maybe a bigot. It seems these days when we disagree with someone, what we do is we hurl a label at them that has derogatory connotations as a way of marginalising their perspective. This happens particularly when Christians express views which go against popular opinion and, and the wisdom of the day. seems to me that when we're talking about what constitutes a family, People have very short memories. It's only 30 or 40 years ago, well within my lifetime, that both the extended and the nuclear families were the norm, where marriage was the appropriate way to express love between a man and a woman, where marriage was the only place in which to bring children into this world. All of that was based largely on the Judeo-Christian beliefs that come from, well, yeah, you guessed it, the Bible. Well, today, many have rejected those considering marriage to be anachronistic. And let's face it, sex drives a lot of things. 
We don't like to talk too much about it, but we're all sexual beings. And sex drive is an incredibly powerful drive, and, and rightly so. It's part of God's plan and God's design to make sure that we continue to be abundant and multiply and fill the earth. Well, that bit seems to be working just fine. But God's plan for sex is to bind two people together, a man and a woman, together in a lifelong relationship. Jesus, quoting the book of Genesis, puts it this way. Matthew chapter 19, verse 5. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. God's good and perfect will is for a lifelong relationship of commitment and intimacy. Intimacy is more than sex. It's a deep emotional connection that finds its fulfilment in a man and a woman exclusively sharing their lives and their bodies with one another. Hey, it's a beautiful plan. It's God's very best for us. And so I I look at this whole living together, de facto relationships thing without commitment, and I ask myself, why would you possibly want to do that? Why would you want to settle for second best? I've spoken to women who've decided to live with men, and their biggest complaint is a lack of commitment. There's an old saying that women give sex in order to get love, and men give love in order to get sex. Maybe that's a bit cynical, but but I think there's some truth in that. Remember one woman living with a man saying to me, my mother told me never to live with a man, because if you do, he won't want to marry you. I think she was right. We live in an era where values of courage, of persistence, of sacrifice, of discipline, of commitment are being undermined, eroded through the self-centeredness of a consumer society in which we have so much choice as to how we can entertain ourselves and and fulfil ourselves. Although, let's be honest, filling ourselves never delivers the fulfilment we're looking for. How much of not making the commitment of marriage falls into this self-centeredness that we've bred into ourselves, I wonder? Well, what I'll do is that I'll try before I buy her. I'll live with her or him, as the case may be, and we'll see if it works. If we're compatible, that's the mentality. Well, let me tell you, no man and woman are completely compatible. They are going to drive each other nuts sometimes. They're going to hurt each other sometimes. They're going to tread on each other's toes and and get in each other's spaces sometimes. And when your partner is driving you completely bonkers, the one thing that keeps you together isn't the great sex, I have to tell you, or all the romantic notions that you had when you set out on this journey. What keeps you together is the commitment that you made to one another when you took your marriage vows. It's the sense of inviolable commitment that causes you to forgive. It's that sense of commitment that causes you to cover up the faults of the other and to compensate for them. By definition, love cannot be love unless it's based on commitment. So-called love without commitment is just a form of manipulation, getting what you want out of the relationship. And when you're done, hey, just walk away. That is not God's plan. That is not God's best. And I have to tell you, I have never met a couple who abstained from sexual intimacy until they were married who regretted that. But I've met plenty of people who've had multiple sexual partners and are now in a marriage who regret their sleeping around. 
And the last thing I am being here is a prude. God invented sex. It was his plan, not just for procreation of the species, but for an intimate bond, a becoming of one flesh, in which children can be brought into the world, nurtured by their mother, taught and disciplined and strengthened by their father, in a family unit of love and safety, based on the certain knowledge of commitment. My counsel to any couple, young or old, thinking about just living together, just shacking up together, just sleeping together, is... Don't. If you are in a de facto relationship, get married. Make the commitment formal. And if your partner doesn't want to get married, get out. It may seem harsh, but a lack of willingness to marry is a clear and obvious sign of a lack of commitment. God places a high premium, a very high premium, on marriage. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Let marriage be held in honour by all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. In other words, make marriage a high priority and keep it pure. It's great advice, really. I'd hate to wake up every day wondering whether my partner is committed to me. As it is, I know that my wife is committed to me, and that is such a blessing. I think the mistake we make is that we think that God is all about don't do this and don't do that, when all along, like any good dad, he just wants the best for us. He's very best. So so I come back to it. Why are so many people settling for second best or third best or fourth best? What's the matter with us that we're prepared to believe the lies of this world rather than the pure truth of a God who only has his best in mind for you? It seems like a pretty messed up way of looking at things, if you ask me. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.